and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is episode 45. I'm Craig. I am Britt. And Britt, we're back for another week. And I have to say, this week in football news in general, other than one major story, has yeah. been kind of slow. Yeah, a couple little things going on, but there's the one big There's one story. big thing, yeah. Um, but first, as we always start, Britt, you have two bottles next to you. I do. I always of, bring two drinks. They're made of plastic. They are. What's in them? Vitamin water. Vitamin water. <laughs> unspiked as we are continuing our our liver cleanse in preparation for this weekend well all right so let the full disclosure my birthday is next week yep. i always take the week of my birthday off from work um that's a smart idea I like I, that. that's just me i my 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 supervisors think i'm nuts they're like <laughs> i don't celebrate um my birthday for a day let alone a week but i tell the same i tell people the same thing you are a small carbon-based life form on a gigantic bowl of dirt that is hurtling around a flaming ball of helium at 166,000 miles an hour. That's true. Not only is it While going rotating. around, it's rotating. It's literally spinning. You are in a spinning ball of dust traveling <laughs> 166,000 miles an hour around a gigantic flaming ball of pure helium. Yes. When you make it once around, you throw a freaking party. <laughs> That's how I look at my birthday. A lot of people are like, oh, man, I'm one year older. I'm going to be dead. So nuts to that. Go out, have some drinks, spend some time with friends. So I take my week off and I do a little partying. So that is part of the reason I am cleansing now is because I want to be able to say, hey, it's a Tuesday night and I don't have to work tomorrow. I'm pouring a scotch. There you go. So we're so we're still in the tea and crumpets mode. We are for this week. Next week. God help us. We might be drunk. Uh, Well, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my birthday's Tuesday. We normally record on Wednesday, so either I'll be probably I'll, I'll be having a beer, or I will be so sick of beer from the weekend that I'm just not going to want. You'll be drinking scotch. I'll be drinking scotch or drinking more <laughs> vitamin water. I'll just have a yeah. Next week, if I'm like, welcome to the football Fignuts podcast, I'm Brits. Uh, then you know that the weekend went really well. So so yeah. So Excellent. what do you got? Because you you had a concoction. Um, I do. Um. To help drink, you know, I always try to drink more water in general. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I have a soda stream, so I'm very into seltzer. Oh, see, I'm not a seltzer guy. So I, I like the soda stream. I enjoy mixing um, different things with seltzer. This time I actually added vitamin water to the seltzer. So. See, my wife would like that too. She does, She's not a seltzer person, but she likes sparkling water. And you can essentially do the same thing with the soda stream. It's just the carbonation system, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, because there's, um, there's sparkling water, because usually those are like flavored. Yeah things they're kind of like almost diet soda yes. category. i would yes. put them in the diet soda category yeah the soda stream makes them there's actually mixes yeah you, you can, can get mix yep to me those are too sweet so i just go with the pure air but, yeah, but i mean that's bubbles. one of the nice things about the soda stream is you can add in what you want and do it your way yes so that's a good like thing. tequila yes so tequila well next week <laughs> next, next week and <laughs> in, in in the 43rd birthday episode of the football fitness podcast we'll well Brit's birthday. It's not right. the football fig nuts. We have not been doing this for 43 years. So, all right. Uh, on to uh, burning hot take questions. Uh, yeah. Give or receive this week. What do you got? Uh, I guess I'll give. What do you got for First. me? Uh, non-football question. Sure. So, we know a long time ago. Thousands uh, of years ago. Uh, a little company called Disney mm-hmm. bought the rights to Star Wars. Yes. Which was good. That. And to some people, kind of bad. Yeah. Because it means that good because they, you know, they're redoing, well, not redoing, but there's more Star Wars stuff happening. They definitely have a strategic plan to make us go to the movies at least every other they do. year to see so something. That, and that leads me into my question. Do you think right. now that they own them? Yeah. Um, because they condensed a lot of the expanded universe stuff, like the books and things. Yes. Um, but now with the movies, do you think there's too many movies now? I don't think there's too many movies as long as the movies continue to be decent. I am worried for Solo coming out later this month, which again, end of my birthday week, so I'm off on Friday. Guess who's going to like the 10 o'clock showing of Solo? If you're not working Friday morning, we need to go. Um, as long as Solo isn't as bad as the rumors have made it sound to be. I mean, we, we, were, on, we were on this podcast a couple months ago and talked about this, that Ron Howard almost jumped shipped on because he didn't think he could save it. Because Ron, right. Ron Howard is a tremendous director, and he knows when he's boarding the Titanic. Right. And he, he's the first guy in a boat. So when, you know, there are rumors that he went to Disney and said, I don't know if I can save this. Um, yeah, because he did not start this movie. No, was, he came on mid, mid, mid someone stream else. and reshot like 75% of it by rumor. I have no idea if that's true or not. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'll see it. I'm not, I don't feel it's oversaturated yet. 
I think it's close. I like the fact that they're continuing the original saga story, but they're also giving us glimpses into other characters. I think what drives me nuts is you and I both play Galaxy of Heroes, which is the phone app. Yep. With them introducing the young Han Solo and honor of Solo into our game, we now have five versions of Han Solo, whereas Not we necessary. still have two Leias <laughs> and two Lukes. I've got Luke, I've got whiny Tatooine Luke, and I've got I'm trying to be a Jedi and going yeah, to Cloud there's City. No, there's no Jedi Luke. I don't have a Rancor fighting Luke. I don't have Luke in his black outfit. I don't have old man Luke. I've got an old man Han. I've got an old man Chewie, but I don't have an old man Luke. That's uh, yeah, that's true. You know they're over. They're over. They're over pushing some of the the, the in that respect. So I think yes. I think sometimes it depends. But again, it's not unusual for product tie-ins to go like that. Like we also play um, Marvel Strike Force. And they put out an update today where they literally replaced everyone in the game with, like, Deadpool. Yep. Like, it's all Deadpool. Have you done the update yet? Uh, it's updated when I got home. I haven't played Have it you yet. Opened, you haven't opened it? No. You know the opening screen where it shows a bunch of different Marvel superheroes? Yeah. All looking at the, it's all Deadpool now. Nice. Literally. There's two of them, like, hugging and taking a selfie. There's one of them <laughs> baking a cake. It, it's, it's literally nice. a screen full they of Deadpool. They did a really good job with Deadpool. Yeah, I have not seen either of the... I know the other Deadpool movie comes out this week. I have not seen the first one. It's very, very entertaining. If you like Deadpool and you understand his character and his humor, it's very good. I, I understand that he's like the, the one guy that Marvel said, okay, he's going to be allowed to break the fourth wall, yeah. which I when, which made perfect sense when I... If you didn't know this... It's Radar. This, of course it's Radar. When I saw the trailer for this movie, it opens with this huge monologue from Cable, who's like his adversary in the movie, and... At the it's this dark thing about everything's got to die and I've got to do my job blah, blah blah and at the end of it you see he's talking to Deadpool and Deadpool goes are you sure you're not a DC character because that was really dark <laughs> and you can't do that with anybody in the in the in the Marvel universe except Deadpool he's the only one no. who's quote unquote self aware <clears throat> so. Yep. All right, well, I'm way off script. All no, right, that's fine. I'm way fine. off script. Okay, it's so a yeah, so no, it's not oversaturation for me. What are you okay. thinking? I mean, they're still um, making I think, millions I think of dollars. The, I think we're on the border of oversaturation, uh, just because you know there was such a long, gigantic gap between Jedi and um, Phantom Menace. Thank God. Yes, and then there was a pretty big gap between the you know the last. Yeah, uh, he had to sell out to Disney to get us to get us to get uh, episode seven, eight, nine. Right. You know. Um, so I think we're kind of. Because there's still a couple shows. Um, I know a lot of people are upset. Like the books are considered legends now. Yeah. A um, couple of books I liked are considered legends now, but you know that's all right. Hey, at least they brought stories. Thrawn. They brought Thrawn in. That's true. And Thrawn was one of my favorite characters. So. I, you know, so that that's a pl- that's a big plus. That's a big plus. Have, so. Did you watch the Rebel show? No, I should. Oh my god, you absolutely should. Thrawn is like a key component of the last two seasons. Nice. Wait, like, is that the one that just ended? Yes, it Damn. just had its grand finale. Right. And but yeah, but Thrawn is throughout the entire thing, and he is amazingly evil. Nice. His theme song, I like the Thrawn book. His theme song is organ music. Nice. So when they want to play him <laughs> into a room, you hear this like organ music, and you hear this calm voice go, "That's all right, Governor. I'm here now to take care of it." Like he's eternally <laughs> calm. He loses his temper like once the entire series, you know, and and he's got this evil dark music that constantly surrounds him. Oh, it was it's it's a genius thing. You should watch the whole series because uh, Darth Vader was a key component of the se- of the second season, um, and then as he started to fade out, Thrawn started to fade in. So anyway, I'm way off topic. We're ten minutes in. I haven't said a word about football yet. So, all right, my question then. Let's go to mine. Okay, D'Angelo Hall retired? Yes or no? Um, last I heard, he was ninety five percent sure he's retired. So here's what happened on Monday. <laughs> he told. Um, I believe it was Adam Schefter was reporting. I'm looking it up right now just to make sure. Adam Schefter and John Keim of ESPN.com both said he was done. Okay. On Tuesday, the Washington Redskins said, we have no notice from our player saying he's done. He has told us he fully intends to play. All of these rumors from ESPN are completely false. Okay. Today being Wednesday, now the response from people is, no, we've talked to D'Angelo Hall. The only people who don't know he's retired are the Washington Redskins. He how just does, hasn't filed his paperwork yet. How does that work? You only think you should tell the people that pay you you're quitting? You would think. <laughs> you think that'd be like the, you know, first, second, maybe the third person you tell? Yeah. <laughs> Top you three. So. Yeah. 
So everybody reported he's out. The Redskins said, no, he's due to camp in a couple of weeks. And now everybody's coming back saying, yeah, he just hasn't told you yet. Wow, that sounds like a bad breakup. He was there for a long time. I mean, he's been there, I think, like eight seasons. To the internet. I got it on my screen right now. All right. Hold on one second. He's flipping through the surface. Oh, no, he was a number eight pick. That's what it was. Uh... The answer is he went. He was four years in Atlanta, then went to yep. the Raiders in two thousand eight. Yep, and then the Redskins signed him halfway after he got released in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So yeah, eight or nine years. Okay, he's been in Washington, so this is kind of a big deal. So what do you think? Is he is he is he ever going to play again, or is this? Um, I tend yeah. to believe the player over the Redskins. The Redskins are not exactly the most quality organization in terms of true, uh, in terms of their organization. Let's put it that way. You know, I was listening to NFL radio earlier this week and they had a, a Washington fan call in and he said, this is the first year I think that our front office actually had a clue what it was doing. Wow. Yeah. He was like under the Schneider area, Schneider era. He just does not think that they have any clue. So they probably don't. They I think he's really retired too. I great. think he's done. And if he's, he's done, done, he's a hall of famer. He did amazing work for a couple of different franchises and, uh, you know, wish him well, wish him hell. 43 career interceptions. Played for better part of a decade. I mean, you know, he's he's earned it. He has. He's earned it. All right, last question. Back to you. Uh, Well, I guess really the only other question I had pertains to the large topic we can talk about. So, I mean, we can just go into that unless you You just want to go right to the main story. We might as well. Okay, so lead us into the main story. So, um, the United States Supreme Court made a ruling on a certain aspect of sports. They did. Uh, that ruling is now that it's up to individual states if they want to allow sports betting. Correct. They overturned the, oh God, what the hell was it, it was called? in the 90s, I think. It was 1992. Yeah. They overturned the uh, law that made it a federal crime to bet on organized sports. Outside of Vegas. Outside of Vegas. Vegas was um, grandfathered in. That was it. Everybody else was, was, you could not have this concern. It was conceived as a violation of the 10th Amendment, which uh, protects states' rights to enact its own laws, protecting its own interests. So from an outside football perspective, people are now saying this opens the door for states to start doing things like making marijuana legal. Now all the people who want to, who want to legalize marijuana for medicinal use, all they have to do is sue the federal government and point at this and say, nope, you upheld states' rights to decide what's best for its people in this case. Right. You this and and possibly open the door for a lot more state decision making. So um what this is not is an endorsement of sports betting. All this is saying is it's illegal for the federal government to say no one but Vegas can have sports betting. It now is up to the individual states to create their own laws and their own infrastructure. Now, this all came because Chris Christie's administration sued the government because they had passed a law a couple years back, I want to say four or five years back, to allow sports betting in Atlantic City, and the government said, you can't do that. Jersey, quote-unquote, gambled, pardon the pun, on the outcome of this, signed a deal with William Hill Casino out in England and began putting the infrastructure into its regulatory systems from the day one. Oh, really? Chris Christie appeared on NFL, serious NFL radio yesterday, and, and he said, unless the state of New Jersey makes a significant change in its policy, because he's no longer governor there, right. they can be up and running as soon as Memorial Day weekend with sports betting in Atlantic City. Wow. Because the law is already in place. They've been slowly but surely kind of putting the and infrastructure allow, in place. they um, online betting. And they already allow, so literally, it's just a matter of plugging sports teams into the horse betting systems and regulating and taxing those, which they've been preparing to do since they passed the law four years ago because they figured they would win this in the Supreme Court. Wow, that was um, actually kind of smart of him. (laughs) I'm not a big Chris Christie guy. but, I mean, that was good planning. It was, well, yeah, but I mean, it had to go on the other way. It'd be disastrous right Right. now. You know, I mean, I have no idea how much a system like this cost, but he was very clear that he instructed his administration to continue putting everything in place so that the casinos could um, get up and running within a matter of weeks. 
So, and he said that they they would plan on having betting available before the NBA Finals. He he specifically said Memorial Day weekend. So, that's huge. So, so that's huge for. So we know that that's where Jersey probably wants to go. Every state will have to make its own determination how they will want to do it. The other part of it does this not make your bookie legal? <laughs> Every state is going to have to decide how they want to regulate this. And more than likely, like we're in Connecticut, Craig and I broadcast from Connecticut. Connecticut is more than likely going to legalize it for like the OTBs, the off-track betting sites, and or the casinos. And that's it. They're only going to say existing licenses for paramutual or casino gambling are the only ones who are going to be eligible. Yep. And so they it's not how much of a cut they get. Exactly. And it's all going to depend on, on what, and there's going to be taxation. There's probably going to be a high percentage of taxation on it. So... It's not like your local storefront bodega is going to be able to start cashing in NFL slips. Right. You know, and different different states have already found ways around this. Delaware instituted NFL betting into its lottery system like three years ago. Really? Yes. You could go and at the, the lotto retailer and put in a bet on the teams with lines and everything. How was that legal? They did it through the lottery. They had some way of doing it through the lottery huh. that, that circumvented the sport betting rule. I honestly don't understand it, huh. which leads back to my epic story, which I won't tell again because it's on here. That was the <laughs> how Keith lost all his bets on RG3. Oh, I see. I thought he did that at the casino. No, we did that at a liquor store over the <laughs> Delaware line on our way to Atlantic City. We were on our way to Atlantic City. That was 2014. That was right when Atlantic City, I think, passed the law. So it's been almost four years that Jersey has been pushing for this. We were driving down there, and my brother, we had to go to Philadelphia. My brother was like, you know, on the way from Philly to um, AC, it would be really quick for us to dive into Delaware. And we did. And literally two minutes over the line, we got off the first exit in Delaware, and we pulled over. I was going to do an internet search on my phone, and somebody looked up and saw a gigantic flag that said, Bet NFL here, and it was a package store. And we just went in, and we were like, yeah, we're from out of state. We would like to play the, the NFL lottery. Oh, here's your tickets. Fill them yeah. out. And Keith made the mistake of betting <laughs> against Washington in every one of his bet combinations. And that was the game because he was convinced RG3 couldn't win a game. Yep. RG3 got hurt and the Redskins rallied to win. Um, I think it was Kirk Cousins th that came into that game. I could be wrong about that. But he was devastated because he was like he saw RG3 go down and not get up. And he was screaming, get up, get back in the game. Now, that's really strange because usually it's reversed. That's what it is. Well, there was a Redskins fan sitting next to us in the sports bar. And he went, don't worry, our backup's really good. And Keith <laughs> looked at him and went, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> and uh, we were just, we, we laughed hysterically. Absolutely. We felt so bad for him, but we had such a laugh at his expense. He was like, don't worry, the backup can handle it. I know he can handle it. That's the problem. <laughs> so, so all right, so this is what this means. So now every state is going to make up its own laws. They're going to regulate it if they allow it. I think you're going to see a lot of places try to make moves on this quickly. You're probably going to see folks that we're going to have laws in place for September or January 1. State of Connecticut usually only implements laws twice a year unless it's an emergency, and that's July 1st and January 1st. We're probably likely not going to see any sports betting until January 1st because I believe they just finished their session for the first half of the year. No, I think they're going back into it. Are they Are they going to call a special session just for this? I think so. Is that you the report what? on the street? If they want to do this instead of putting tolls back, I'm all for it. I would absolutely <laughs> be in favor of that because they're talking about putting tolls up and like tolls like every three miles. It's not even like there's a, like an expanse of tolls. It's like a dollar per toll. And like between me and my work, which is a five minute commute, there's going to be three tolls. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would absolutely be in favor of that as a uh, as a moneymaker. So would you. So that's let's go with this. All right. So let's yeah. presume Connecticut regulates this. OK. Are you driving to the casino to do some sports betting? I don't know if I'd go out of my way to do it, but we're about an hour from the casino. Like so. If I planned a day to go up there to casino in general, then I would. I would, would absolutely play would. a bet on something. Yeah. I think we think what we would have to do is this. We'd have to be one of those guys that goes up and places the bet preseason for your team to win the Super Bowl. Put five bucks. I want you oh to see you put five bucks on the Bengals <laughs> at like 38 to one Damn odds. Man, pick the Eagles last year. Damn. And the chief, the chiefs would probably be about 15 to 20 to one odds. So funny, funny, quick, funny story that year. The, um, that Brady uh, took over for Bledsoe and they upset the Rams. One of the guys I bowled with 
uh, went out to Vegas like three weeks before the season, and he did. He put a hundred bucks on the Patriots to win a Super Bowl because he's a big Patriot fan. And because the Patriots had never won a Super Bowl at that point, they were not. They were you know decent, but they never. He it was like fifty to one. Jeez. So he had to fly back to Vegas to collect his five thousand dollars <laughs> because because he put it just a hundred bucks. Oh, I just dropped a hundred bucks on it. Do we bowl with? So he got two trip. Uh, he got a free trip to Vegas out of it basically. He nice. flew out there like a Friday and used the winnings to stay like two nights and it flew back and still pocketed like four thousand dollars out of the whole thing. Nice. Yeah, I would definitely um I would definitely do it though. And this also is gonna affect the DFS thing too, because that whole argument that you and I have steered clear of throughout this podcast is daily fantasy sports betting or is it the game of skill? Now all of a sudden becomes not so much of a question as states will probably, if they're going to address the issue of sports betting, they're probably going to write it into the legislation where daily fantasy sports falls. So it's probably going to become really crystal clear for each state. If a state's going to sit there and write sports betting in, they're going to either have to say this includes daily fantasy sports or it doesn't include daily fantasy sports because A, we don't want it, or B, it's a game of skill and doesn't fall under gambling. But either way, that whole conversation is probably coming to an end. True. That that's just helpful. We just we, we'll have some clarity around that. Now, how much impact do you think this is going to have on the NFL in general as a as a league or as a business? Well, they, they're absolutely going to try to tax it. They're absolutely going to try. They're going to use licensing. The NFL. Yes. Oh God, yes. They're going to use licensing. It's going to use licensing. So you're telling me the state of Connecticut is going to be allowed to put Baltimore Ravens on a board, a trademarked name, and the Baltimore Ravens aren't going to ask for a piece of that? Oh. I guarantee you they are, going to, they are going to find a way to use their trademarks to go ahead and tax the states that allow to do this. It may be something as simple as a 10% take or a 5% take of, of, of revenues, but everyone's going to be looking to cash in. And just never forget this. If the casinos are making money off of it, the state's making money off of it, and the NFL is making some <laughs> sort of licensing off of it, who's paying those three entities in the end? You are, because every time you lose, <laughs> you it. are feeding the pig. <laughs> okay, so keep that in mind. That's Everybody's true. like, this is going to make millions of dollars for the state. This is fantastic for everybody. It's not fantastic for the people with gambling problems who are going to lose $25,000 a week. <laughs> So please be very, it's no different than my plea with DFS where you, you bet what you can, not what you want. Right. You know, don't go out there and drop three or $4,000 uh, on a game. I actually read an interesting article about saying how this is going to affect the NFL and that it's going to force them to speed up their plan to have full-time referees now. It's going to have to be regulated much more closely. Because their argument was that if you're going to have this many, because, you know, people always bet on football. Right. But if you're going to have this giant influx of people betting on football. Yeah. You know, you, you raise the question of, do you want to put key decisions in part-time referees' hands? Well, what corrupts profe- What corrupts sports? What is the concern about sports betting? What has always been the concern about sports betting? Uh, the referees are viable. Pay, you know. Corruption. Right. Corruption. Folks who are taking money in exchange for... Everybody has a price. Yes, and everybody's going to pay. But that's beside the point. (laughs) The concern has always been, and this goes all the way back to 1919, the Black Sox scandal. Don't ever forget, this this conversation is almost 100 years old. Wow. Back to when Shoeless Joe Jackson and the Chicago White Sox literally threw a World Series because they were making absolute peanuts and mobsters betting against them because they were the best team in baseball said here's some money to throw the game so that everybody makes more money because the mob was in huge betting against Chicago White Sox so they were going to make 10 million dollars I'm just throwing numbers around that's completely inaccurate so it's it's nothing off our back we spend a million dollars bribing players we still walk away with nine and now we're guaranteed to make our investment back that's always been the concern we don't have that in modern sports Kirk Cousins is not going to intentionally throw to a defender when he's making $23.5 million a year because I don't believe that the powers that be are actually in a position to make that much money off of corrupting the bet. Right. So Kirk, you're going to walk up to Kirk Cousins and go, I'll give you a million dollars to throw three picks today. And he's going to sit there and go, I'm making $2.5 million today just to, to be not here. just to be here. <laughs> and if I want to be here next week, I need to not throw three picks. So you can take your million dollars and shove it up your 
Okay, that the the problem is part time referees. They that's different. That's different. Officiate officials don't make as much. The NBA had an official who was corrupt a couple years yep. back who was taking money on the taking. He was a full time referee. So referees are going to benefit from this. They are definitely going to see pay pay raises across the board, but they're also going to see increased scrutiny. The different leagues are probably going to watch their referees like hawks and look for call trends and look for places that they make more mistakes. So it's going to be more scrutiny. Um, right. Do you think this is going to affect their replay rules too? Or have more I think the scrutiny will be replays? there, yes. The scrutiny will be there, absolutely. I, said, I mean, replay is already controlled by shadowy figures inside of New York in both baseball and football. This you know is what true. I mean? So, I mean, I, I think I kind of think baseball and football were preparing for this. Now you don't know who's making those decisions. It's unseen people that no one knows who they are in some sort of headquarters room. With no windows. With no windows. You know, the guy from the X-Files is smoking a cigarette in the corner. <laughs> that's pretty much how these decisions are made. You know, I think that's going to be okay in that regards. Where it's going to be a massive problem is the college level. This cause, This counts for college, too. As a matter, is, this all, it, is this it, just pro sports, or is this all? If you look, if you look at the um, Supreme Court ruling, the NCAA is named as a defendant in the case. Oh, okay. You know, so I don't know how. Again, states are going to have to regulate this. If states are smart, if Connecticut is smart, eh. Connecticut will turn around tomorrow and say we are authorizing for all professional level sports, amateur level sports are not allowed. Don't forget, the NCAA does not like to do business. In states that have betting rules, when Atlanta, when New Jersey initially took this this tact, the NCAA moved the women's tournament regional, excuse me, from New Jersey to Bridgeport. Oh, that's what did it. Well, in that one case, they were alternating sites, and they use Bridgeport a lot because there's a strong um, following of women's basketball in Connecticut. I mean, UConn's been good for quite a while, so. And we have the Connecticut Sun. I believe, and I could be wrong about this, but I believe the Connecticut Sun are the only WNBA franchise who's not in the same location as an existing NBA franchise. Oh, really? Like Detroit has the Pistons, and I can't remember what the hell their their WNBA counterpart is, but I think there's there's there they match up. Like okay. New York has the Knicks, and New York has the Liberty. Connecticut just has the Sun. I believe we're the only one that does that, and that says a lot to about our area. So anyway, my point being is the NCAA is not going to authorize regional tournaments in Connecticut if we legalize betting on the games. And that is a huge moneymaker for the state of Connecticut, and it's a good thing for the NCAA. So Connecticut would be probably very well served by saying pro sports only. We are not going to allow betting on any amateur sports. So we'll see what happens with it. Again, every state's got to make up its own mind. You know, New Jersey gambled on this four or five years ago, and the NCAA is like, you're willing to give up like the one dollar per ticket ticket revenue, and that's going to be like it's it's a weekend, it's it's three sessions. You're going to give up three hundred thousand dollars so you can pursue this betting thing that may or may not happen. And Jersey went absolutely. We're going to make more than that. Fails, and you can just come back. (laughs) Exactly. It's going to make more than that in one day. We're going to make $300,000 on ticket revenue, but we're going to make $300,000 taxing it on the first day of this alone. And that's ongoing. And that was the decision they made. And the NCAA called said, okay, we're picking up and we're moving. So, I mean, they can't say to Rutgers, you're out of the NCAA because you play in New Jersey um, and they allow sports betting. But they can say Rutgers... um, Rutgers can't host regional events. Right. And that's that's a big issue. I mean, you know, the larger states that tend to host these big events, the NCAA like Texas, loves Texas. They love San Antonio in particular. I think there's been a women's final four and two, two at least regional or final four sites for the men's in the last 10 years in San Antonio. They love going to San Antonio. Is San Antonio going to be cool with losing that revenue and losing that tourism? Is the the state of Texas going to be okay with that perception? Probably not. Right. Probably not. So so the the end result is there's a lot still to be figured out, but now it has to be figured out. It's not something we can just sit there and ignore anymore because we can point at the federal government. We now have to figure out how we're going to be doing this. 
And I think it, it's going to affect um, the fantasy game a little bit as well. I think I think at the very least it's going to end the whole is fantasy sports gambling conversation because no one's going to care anymore because state law is going to is going to either allow or prohibit it, which would be good for DFS because I swear to God, <laughs> if I log into DraftKings one time and I'm on a, a server that's based out of New York and I get one more message like you must you must identify your oh, location. Oh yeah, that is annoying. I swear to God, I'm going to throw my phone through the window. So wait, then it is considered betting. Well, no, but some states some states don't allow it, it, DFS and. At all? Well, DFS is considered a game of skill by most states. Therefore, it doesn't fall under gambling. But some states prohibited DFS. Remember, New York had that whole big thing yeah. where they were saying, New York, no. Well, guess what? My Wi-Fi at home is based out of Optimum's and New York Center. So unless the, the system is sophisticated to see that the IP address isn't located in New York, it's going to see this server's in New York City. So sometimes I would get an error message and say, you cannot place bets from this location. I'd have to reboot my router to reset the IP address so that the IP address would resync with one that was more local. Or sometimes I would just go wireless and say, I'd rather ping off the tower outside my house that I know is in a state that accepts (laughs) it rather than go through this. It was just a technology barrier. I think that kind of stuff is going to go away now. You know, that would be good. That would be very nice. I would enjoy that. Very, very nice. So that's our main topic for tonight. Our main topic tonight was what the hell is going on with this? So the the short version is nothing changes today. No, nothing's probably not going to change for a while. Probably beginning of the year, probably beginning of the season. I think a lot of states, like you said, I would not be surprised if Connecticut comes into special session this summer and tries to push something, and then all of a sudden magically decides... Yeah, if they want to do that instead of putting tolls up every four miles. I'm, I'm fine with fine. that, too. <laughs> I would not be surprised, though, if all of a sudden they break their typical habit of enacting laws on the July and January dates and say, this one goes into effect, oh, I don't know, September 1st. Yeah. Because they love things that start on the start of the day of the month. Here's a, here's a fun factoid for you. Did you know Connecticut is one of only two states still in the United States where a electronic proof of insurance is not considered legal? I did not know that. 48 states allow me to hand my cell phone to a police officer if he asks to see my license and registration and proof of insurance. I can hand him my license. I can hand him my registration. I can show him the proof of insurance on my phone in 48 states except for Connecticut and Delaware. Nice. What the hell? And and, and this this ha- I had a minor <laughs> fender bender a week and a half ago. This is how Brit knows. Yes. A lady <laughs> literally hit me while I was stopped and then screamed at me that I hit her. I'm like, lady, how could I hit you? I wasn't in motion. And there was no damage to my car, but she was screaming at me so badly. That I was like, lady, do you want me to get a cop here? Is that what you want? And she was like, yeah, get a cop here. I can't wait to tell him what you did. I'm like, okay. When the cop showed up, he was like, can I see your license and registration? I handed him the registration form. And I turned my cell phone on. He goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm pulling up my uh, my proof of insurance. I've got the Geico app. He goes, Connecticut law doesn't allow you to do that. They proposed it back in 2017. Never made it through the House and Senate. You need to have a paper copy. And I went, <laughs> I, I, I'll go dig in my glove compartment. I hope I have it. And he goes, show me something on paper. It'll be fine. I mean, the guy was not. He was not th- this, thrilled. Uh, this police officer was either clearly on his way to breakfast or on his way off of shift. Either way, he was not happy to have to stop and deal with me and this screaming lady. And the funny part was she screamed at me and screamed how much she couldn't wait to see the officer. That cop showed up and all of a sudden was like, I don't know why you're here, officer. Nice. I just want to go take my kid to school. And I'm like, lady, you told me to call him. And I said that. I said, you told me to call him. <laughs> well, I don't remember saying that at all. And I was just like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. And then the cop is rolling his eyes because now I look like I'm insane. Not only do I not have my paperwork, <laughs> but I said, I only called you because she told me I should. And now she's sitting there going, I don't remember saying that at all. Now I look like an idiot, <laughs> which is not hard. And but- now you um, you made him annoyed. I, yes, I annoyed him. I'm sorry I stopped you on your way to Duncan. I really <laughs> am. Or home. I, or home. I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I was not trying to do this. Anyway, oh. back to topics. Um, but yeah, other random football. Yeah, what uh, else we got going news. on this week? Speaking of home, you know, uh, Des Bryant still doesn't have a home. <sighs> he talked to somebody this week. Who did he talk to? Uh, the Ravens offered him a deal, uh, but he said no, thank you. After that, they quickly signed Willie Sneed. Oh, my God. Uh he wants to play again. Apparently, he just does not want to play for the Ravens. Do you blame there him? There are rumors saying that he <clears throat> he would be a good fit for the Packers or the Giants. 
I think he's a fantastic fit for the Giants. I've been on the record about this already. You have. You said that like three weeks ago. I did. I, I said it like the week he was released. I, you know, and the New York Post published something uh, earlier this afternoon entitled Des Bryant is very happy with how his free agency is going. So a multi-year offer from the Ravens. Yep. Uh, he's had 531 catches, uh, 7,459 yards and 73 touchdowns. Jason Witten has predicted he will go to Green Bay, but even though Green Bay supposedly hasn't even expressed interest. So, Jason, so he'll probably land in one of those two spots. If he lands in Green Bay, Jason Witten's going to look like a freaking soothsayer, but I don't think he's going to Green Bay either. Um, I'm looking at the article right now. Okay, supposedly the Giants have already passed on bringing him to New York. However, Janoris Jenkins thinks he would be a great addition to the core and is trying to talk the Giants into it. I mean, it could work. I you mean, never, he, you he, never know when someone's going to hit a uh, kicking. Now, here's the net. other thing. Here's the other <laughs> thing with him. He's been very clear. He wants a one-year deal. He does. Yes. Oh, no. He's been very clear about this. He wants a one-year deal. He wants to go out there and play. He wants to show what he can do. And then he wants to be able to have pure value on the market. This is a, a limitation of football in its current system. Folks who know me, you know I used to work for a minor league baseball team, an independent minor league baseball team called the Bridgeport Bluefish that are no longer in existence thanks to the idiocy of our mayor who now has an empty building on his hand rather than a baseball team that brought in revenue. Great job, jerk Joe. Um, <laughs> I, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, if you haven't guessed already, I'm very politically minded. Anyway, my baseball team is gone, but their big thing about independent ball was that this is where guys would go when no one wanted to give them a chance. Willie Mo Pena. Do you yep. remember that name from I the do. Boston Red Sox pass? He had a couple of really solid seasons and then he did something to his knee and the Red, Red Sox cut him, he landed in Bridgeport for 10 games as a first baseman. I think he converted from outfield to first base. No one would give him a contract to play baseball again because they were all convinced that the knee had killed him. He signs in Bridgeport. I think he played maybe 10 or 15 games for Bridgeport and got signed into a minor league deal. That's what happens with these guys who are think you think might be washed up. Sometimes they come over to the independent leagues and they get a contract. Yep. We don't have that in football. We don't. The Arena League is the closest thing we have to that. The CFL is the closest thing we have to that. This is true. And they bo- and the CFL runs roughly the same time as the NFL season, doesn't it? Don't they overlap? Mm, yeah, they do. So you can't really just sit there and, you know, I mean, it's it, it doesn't translate well. So I think that, so Des really just wants a one-year deal. He wants to sign somewhere. He wants to play. And I think he's going to be picky about where he goes because he wants somebody who's going to help him shine because he wants to get a multi-year deal out of the one-year deal experience. So if I'm looking, if I'm a, if I'm a wide receiver, even if I'm a mid-range wide receiver and I need one year to shine in order to show everybody that I still got it, is Joe Flacco the kind of quarterback I'm looking for? If I'm Des Bryant, if I still think I can play at a, at a no, reasonably high level, Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers absolutely is. Aaron Rodgers absolutely. Eli Manning is. could be, especially now that they have Barkley. Yes. So I don't know where else he would go. But again, we've had this conversation before on this podcast. Careers, wide receiver careers, end in Baltimore. They do. This is that where you do. go to retire. This is where you go because you just want to play out your time. You want to make a couple more money and you want to be on a team that could make the playoffs because Baltimore makes the playoffs fairly regularly. Yep. They're a decent squad. They're carried by defense. I mean, uh, Mike Wallace, uh, Rashard Perryman ended up there. What's his name that just retired? The guy who was Smith. a Jaguar Smith. Uh, and you could probably list a dozen guys who have gone there just to, to play out their, their final, their golden years, if you will. It's like a retirement home for wide receivers in Baltimore. You know, I've never seen a game there. Baltimore is beautiful. You ever been to Baltimore? I have not been. The waterfront. Although my area? only reference to Baltimore is the wire. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> there are areas that are like the wire and there are areas that are not. The areas down by the waterfront are gorgeous and tourist where the stadium traps. Is? Yes. Both stadiums are right there. I've been to Camden Yards. Camden Yards, if you can go, if you can think of how City Field would be. Have you been to City Field in New York? You've seen no, that game? I've okay, not. so you have no point of reference. City Field feels like a tourist trap. 
Okay. Camden Yards is what City Field feels like if you take out the tourist trap aspect of it. It's warm. It's inviting. It feels like a good place to just watch a baseball game. And it really was. Fantastic place to watch a baseball game. When I walk through City Field, I feel like every three seconds, somebody else is trying to sell me something. You know, it's got like a market in one corner. It's got a sushi bar. I'm like, no, this is not what I want in baseball. I want a place to get a hot dog <laughs> and watch a baseball game. And you almost feel sometimes when you go to a Mets game that the baseball game is actually secondary, particularly if you've watched the Mets this year. Ah, uh, the Mets. They lost 12 to 1 today. I saw. Oh, good I'm Lord. sorry. Oh, my team's terrible. As I've said to our friend hey. Sean a number of times, to be a Mets fan is to know pain and disappointment. Oh, I know. I'm a Bengals fan. That's, you know, we all have our crutches to bear and the Mets are mine. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Yeah. Deb uh, gave me some feedback this week right before we move on. Yeah. Um, she really likes the conversation that during the offseason, we're able to kind of branch off into side topics. Like she really this enjoyed our thing conversation. has been a side topic. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we talked a lot about the sports betting stuff, but she liked that we talked about the opioid addiction and, and how it relates to football. I told yeah. my wife, I can't remember. What was the player who asked for the medical marijuana? Yeah. James, he's a running back. From last week, right? Yes. So I mentioned it to my wife and she just shook her head and she was just like, so you're telling the guy he can't have a career because his choices are to not have a career or to go and get addicted to painkillers again. That's the choice you're leaving the guy. Why would he ever consider playing football again? Anyway, yeah. moving on. Mike were, James. Mike James, gonna, that's it. It was going to bug me. That that's yeah, that's that was that was a bad uh that was a bad situation and the NFL still is sitting there saying, "Nope, you can't smoke marijuana. If you want, you go ahead and get addicted to pills again, but no marijuana." Yeah, though I found out through uh, there's another former NFL player who now runs his own um, medical marijuana shop in Colorado or California. Who? I have to look it up. Oh, God, I heard something similar to this, too. He, um, I didn't realize they test for THC in the NFL. Yes, there's a um, topical medical marijuana. That doesn't have THC in no, it? No, it has another uh, chemical in it that the NFL doesn't test for. So he's like, he can use that, you know. I, I may have saw an article about that. I saw an article about where it's are they now. It's not Garrison Hurst. Oh, it's Ricky Waters. Ricky Waters. Ricky running Waters. <laughs> Good for him. Good so. for him. It's a matter of time before the NFL just sits there and decides that, that whatever that active ingredient is in that particular form, marijuana is illegal to and starts testing for it. But until then, God no. help. God bless him. Again, I I, I, I sit here and, and with the exception of the last two weeks, I drink a couple of beers every week. Wednesday when I do this podcast. Yes. I'm in no position to dictate to anybody what they can and can't do with their lives. Right. I just ask them to work to do it responsibly. I take two beers on a Wednesday. I go home, take a nap. I get up and I go to work the next morning and you know it's not like the end of the world and I'm not going out there and spending thousands of dollars on beer and driving drunk. Right. So I'm not worried about that. But you know, if, if your choice is marijuana for pain management or opioid addiction. And possibly die. And possible death. And you've already tried the opioid road. And you don't want to do it anymore. Right. Because <laughs> you were just addicted stupid to, to it. That's, yeah. That's just stupid to me. What else do you got this so, week what's going on so yeah um wow this is such a slow week it's nice though we haven't it had nice. a slow week we have it we have uh, the Bengals week. only have one primetime game this week so i'll have to try to take that night off it's a Thursday night game. Again, it's it's all about watchability. It's against the Steelers, isn't it? Uh, it's against the Ravens, I think. Why the hell is that a primetime game? Because their games are always violent. Is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what did happen today? Yeah. Announcement out of Buffalo. It should have. I should have included this in Burning Hot Take Questions. Yeah. Did you hear about uh, what they're gonna, the Buffalo Bills are going to do the, on their Monday night game in October? Uh, what? They are adding a third name to their retired number list. Oh, yeah? Who's that? Thurman Thomas's 34 will be nice. formally retired. Now they have a ring amazing of honor. Amazing in Tecmo Bowl. I believe yes, he was a great he was amazing in Tecmo Bowl. There was a uh, I think it was Super Tecmo Bowl, the original Super Tecmo Bowl. There was a play where Andre Reed streaked out. I want to say it was was it Don Beebe was the other Probably. guy. Yep. Don yep. Beebe ran a short route and if you call the pass protection play and all your guys went out, Thurman Thomas went out, ran five yards past the line, stopped and stood there in the middle of the field. And if you call a running play, they all converged on Thurman and he blocked for you and now you had Andre Reed streaking or Don Beebe cut across the middle. But if they call the pass protection play, Thurman Thomas would be sitting there in the middle of the field, five yards past the line of scrimmage with no one around him. <laughs> and if you just, plays. yeah, you just complete the pass. He is gone, gone. He is gone. So uh, anyway, but um, yes, they're going to retire his number. Nice. Uh, I believe Buffalo has a ring of honor, but in terms of retired number, the only numbers they've ever retired have been Jim Kelly's and Bruce Smith's. Really? Yes. Those numbers are formally retired. This is at least what I was hearing on the radio today. So I'd have, I, and it was literally on the way over here that I heard that, that factoid. So I will have to confirm that. If that's not correct, I apologize. But their ring of honor has a bunch of names in it, but only two players before Thurman Thomas have had their numbers formally 
formerly retired. That's cool. And they literally are the People greatest. he played with. Well, that too. <laughs> the greatest quarterback their program has ever known. The greatest defensive player their program has ever known. And now it's going to be the greatest running back the program has ever known. Nice. So that's, that, awesome. I, I, that's well-deserved. As much as I hated Buffalo in the 90s, um, just, you know, that... They that, were good. They were a good team. They were a great team. Bowl. And Thurman Thomas was a class act. You know, you never hear of any of the behavioral issues. You know, I I, told, I yell at the Pittsburgh Steelers for their stuff all the time. And yet, you know, you never heard that kind of stuff coming out of Buffalo. Nope. You know, and Thurman's always, you never have heard anything bad about him since his retirement. Nope. Uh, you know, I think I saw him at the National Sports Collectors Convention one year. He was signing and he was loving himself dealing with the Bills fans. Nice. Like if you walked up to him just playing clothes, he'd say, hey, how you doing? Be nice to and, and sign something for you. But if you walked up to him in a Bill jacket and a Bills hat, he was chatting your ear <laughs> off. So, you know. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I, I believe that's him. I think so. I don't know. Um. So uh, one quick thing with so yeah. you mentioned betting in Vegas. Yes. So Britt has a hundred dollars. He's going to Vegas to bet on one of the higher end, well, higher or lower end bet, depending how you want to word it. The favorites. So teams that no, the not favorite, the underdogs. not favorites. Okay. So let's let's say let's we'll take the five best lines out of the picture. Okay. Right. We're gonna go with the just right to the bottom line. All right. Start start from the bottom, and I'll tell you when I would lay down my hundred bucks. All right. So first we have the Bengals are ninety to one. No. Uh, so I do that backwards. The Jets are 100 to 1. No. The Browns are 66 to 1. Let's keep going. The Dolphins are 70 to 1. We're getting warmer, but no. Uh, and the Bears are 80 to 1. Which would you put out of those? I have to choose one of those? One of those. Who would you put the $100 on? Without the odds. Just give me the teams again. Uh, Jets, Bengals, Browns, Dolphins, Bears. I'm going with the Bears. With the Bears at 80 to 1. I'm going with the Bears. Uh, Trubisky showed a lot of improvement over the second half of the year. They look like they're trying to become a passing team. They brought in Alan Hearns, so they clearly think they're going to throw the ball more this year. They have a linebacker again. Trubisky's going to be one of my sleeper quarterbacks this year. I'm going to tell you right now. He's going to be one of those guys, if you keep a three-deep quarterback league, he's going to be one of those guys I, I, I draft in that third spot with like my second to last pick. Between my defense and my kicker, I'll take Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Um, if he's sitting there, obviously, but, uh, I would say of those five teams, I'd have to go with one of them. What about, don't take the Bengals. Don't, don't do it. Out of those teams, uh, probably, honestly, probably the bears, the Browns are the Browns. The jets are definitely going to be improved. I don't know what the hell the dolphins are doing. Dolphins are trying to be like the Marlins, I guess, and just wing it as they go. I, I mean, the Dolphins are getting better, but I think I think it I think it is now time for the Dolphins to come to to realize they're going to need to make a change of quarterback. They're going to need to make a lot of changes. Um, what's his name? It's drawn a blank on me. Their quarterback is simply not Tannehill. Thank you. Ryan Tannehill is not the solution there. They want him to be, but the guy's work ethic isn't what they want it to be. He's now got an injury history. The year he was supposed to break out, he broke his leg. That's the only thing he broke was his leg. Um I think I think they've got to come to terms with he has been a good placeholder, but he is never going to be not the future. He is not a third He's of what Dan Marino was exactly. So you need to start He's looking not even for Chad Pennington, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They they thought he was going to come in and, and re, uh, build this resurgence, and they started putting pieces in around him. Um, Jay Ajayi, why uh, uh, Jarvis Landry? Gone. I almost drew a blank on Jarvis Landry's name right there. We're going into rebuild mode in, in Miami again, and I think you know their window was very small and they missed it. And it's clear that I have to start over. As you know, Tannehill just isn't the right fit for what they're trying to do. So it's time to 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 blow it up and move in a different direction. Yep. So I have no faith in them. The Browns, I've got to wait and see how everything shakes out. They could. I think they'll be better this year. I'm going to give them five wins this year. Really, but yeah, but I, I that doesn't mean that five wins does, does not get you into the playoffs, let alone win a Super this Bowl. This is true. Um, I, I really don't have any faith in your Bengals. I really uh, don't. I don't either. Unless they get to the playoffs, then they, you know, you know. I lose. mean, one ESPN commentator said when, when, when the robot revolution happens, it might not have been ESPN, it might have been Apple Network. When the robot revolution happens and they kill all of humanity, the only <laughs> one still left will be Marvin Lewis because no one else wants to coach the Bengals. <laughs> so they'll they'll keep him alive because they have to. So we'll see what happens there. Who's do you have the list of odds up in front of you? Uh, just the bottom ones. Oh, okay. I was like, we we need to talk, and this is something that Cinch wants us to do. Cinch wants us to do the over unders. Okay. At some point, and I do have that list. It's just the last couple weeks have been so news heavy that I haven't brought them to the table, but maybe we'll do that next week. I also want to start looking at 
And this is some of the things I wanted to talk about this week, and we're obviously not going to get to it because I've been rambling. But um, I want to start talking about keepers. A lot sure. of guys are in non-dynasty with a keeper or two option. I want to look at each position and talk about the three or four guys you would keep. I mean, most keeper leagues, you're looking at wide receiver or running back in most cases. I don't have a single tight end. Gronk isn't capable for me anymore. Uh, I just, I can't say that I can keep Gronk when there's other players out there at wide receiver and running back. And quarterbacks are usually only kept if you have like an absolute number one overall quarterback or you're in a two QB league. So right. maybe next week, that'll be what we, we focus on is running backs and wide yeah, receivers. I've never been in a two QB league. Never been in a two QB league or a super flex? Well, just on DFS, not year long. I love super flex uh, stuff. So I, I love using that second QB. So we'll take a look at it. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, you know what we should do this year? We should join a league together. All we right. should have a, a football fig nuts team somewhere. We should. Let's, I'll start looking at possible landing sites. But in the meantime, we are just about out of time. Final thoughts real quick. Uh, yeah, the uh, season is upon us. It will be here sooner than you think. Prep so, time you know, is upon us. Getting, uh, start just looking at stuff now. Prep time is upon us. Season two will be coming in the next three or four weeks. And when it does, it's going straight into rankings and projections. It is not going to mess around. So in the meantime, um, go enjoy yourself. I will try to be conscious for next week's episode on Wednesday. But, uh, you know, Cinch, if you're listening to this, and I know you are, you are on standby for next Wednesday's episode. Because if uh, I party a little too hardy. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Am I here next Wednesday? I don't know. Are you? Why do I feel like I'm in New York? Am I going to see a late show that night? I don't know. You should find out. I should find out because if not, I need to get Cinch in here. Cinch, Cinch hasn't been here in a couple weeks. So since you're on standby as of now and you may be filling in for me next Wednesday. You know what? So even if I am here next Wednesday, maybe I'll ask Cinch to sit in and I'll just lay on the floor, semi-comatose. Just make random comments. And just randomly moan and just... So you'll hear from the other side of the room. Somebody goes, I think this guy could be really good. No, he's not. You know, so we'll, we'll see how that works out. Anyway, in the meantime, I am Britt. I'm Craig. This is the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Thank you for listening. Leave us a review and have a great week, everybody. Mm-hmm.